It's another episode of Good Bad Podcast. Space Dogs Piglets Talking Cat. It's just awesome. We'll watch some movies. And it'll be groovy. Power of DuckTales. Is it good or bad or ugly? Power of DuckTales. Talking animals leave us awestruck tales. Live. And welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, the show where we look at those good movies that make us as happy as a clam, those bad movies that make us as mad as a cow, and those ugly movies that are so shamefully good we'll only watch them with our pets in the room. Hey guys, I'm Mark. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what the intro was gonna be. The okay. intro is left Charles. It was good, it's speechless. Spellbound. I am speechless. <laughs> All right, Charles, so what are your picks this, this time around? We're just going to jump right into We're it. We're going to jump we right should, in. We uh, should, the elephant in the room is that we are live on Facebook. We've had a lot of technical difficulties, but we're somewhat live now. And Toby's listening hey, to us. Toby's listening. It. Hey, Toby. Hey, Micah, Laura, and Remy. Um, so we are doing uh, talk or well, live action movies that star a talking animal. Oddly specific, but I uh, like it. You know, I wanted to be really specific because I didn't want it to be animated movies. And I didn't want it to be movies that they were like incidental kind of characters, you know. I wanted it to be this is the star. Well, when you when you told me that 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 was your genre, at first I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I realized that's a whole genre. I mean, yeah. When Babe came out, that was a pretty big deal, and that I almost feel yeah. like that kind of solidified this as a genre and as a as a major. Well, but type you know, of film people watch. But you and, know, one of my picks is from the eighties. So, you, yeah. well, yeah, that did not solidify the genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, but that is really specific. Like I said, my main thing is I was trying to rule out animated films because um, there's a ton of those, you know. Um, but uh, the, what actually got me started on this is my friend Robert. Um, we used to watch Howard the Duck a lot, I guess, growing up and whatnot. And he mailed me randomly the Blu-ray for Howard the Duck. And I thought, okay, there has to be a way I can get this onto uh, a podcast episode and what would that be and blah 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 um yes and flipper laura says flipper um but uh so i okay so my picks for this one though the ones i ended up going with this was very hard to pick i picked howard the duck from 1986 i believe babe from 95 95 yeah and a talking cat from 2013 and thank and, you for pronouncing the title right. and i say that like that because <laughs> That movie has, it's an exclamation mark, a question mark, and an exclamation mark. Um, so it's got more than just an interrobang. Yeah, and it's, so it's, you know, you got to put the right uh, right emphasis on it. Um, but, uh, okay, so we've been doing this chronologically, so we're going to start with Howard the Duck. And like I said, it was actually, uh, my this whole thing started because my friend Robert um, sent me the Blu-ray randomly. I should also back up a second and say that... Um, we we kept seeing this guy uh, act in movies, and we were like, who is that guy, and why does nobody know him? He's on all these great movies. The actor was Jeffrey Jones. You know, he's the principal in Ferris Bueller. He's the villain in Howard the Duck. Um, and my friend Robert and I actually started a fan club before the internet for Jeffrey Jones. And then it turns out he's a freaking pedophile, and he's like, he's a sex offender in Florida or something now. So it's like, uh, Anyway. He's the villain in this movie. That's part of the reason my friend sent me, my friend Robert sent me the movie as a joke. Um, 
but I digress. Let's play the trailer for it. Live people may not be able to hear this too well or at all, but this will definitely be in the later um, in the later thing. So, just trust us. It's a good trailer. Across the sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where he lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> to redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. Oh, I pull it up! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man. Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. Coming from George Lucas. Oh, yes. a from Heights George film, Lucas. A All right, I did not know that when I first watched okay, this movie. Okay, so, um... Okay, so... For those of you unfamiliar, we always pick a good episode, a bad episode, and an ugly episode. And we're doing this chronologically, so we're starting with Howard the Duck. Mark and Kelly, and audience out there, what do you guys think Howard the Duck is for me, my picks? I think it's your ugly. Kelly says ugly. I had an epiphany because I thought it was ugly too. And when I watched A Talking Cat, I almost texted and and ruined it for the podcast but i think that is your ugly pick and then howard the duck is your bad and if it's not i think it should be and i will defend that to the death <laughs> micah says ugly micah says howard the duck ugly uh and he also earlier said didn't you have a poster of him in your locker who jeffrey jones or howard the duck <laughs> i think robert did okay um uh, okay so um the duck is my ugly pick. Oh, okay. We're going to have it out nice. Well, because okay. because of the way we've been uh, defining it lately, right? Like, ugly is... Uh, it's almost uh, a guilty pleasure, right? And, and for this movie uh. especially, it is a guilty pleasure for me. I mean, first of all, let me go over the plot. The trailer, if you couldn't hear it. Um, it's a duck. He lives in a different galaxy. And suddenly he's pulled into Earth. He lands in Cleveland. And he meets up with a, a, a rock singer played by Leah Thompson. Um, and he's into cigars and drinking and, and women, apparently interspecies. It doesn't matter if it's duck or not. And but it, uh, okay, well. But, um, <laughs> this, I, I don't know. This is, this is a terrible film. Let me be clear on this. This is a really bad film. Um, Tim Robbins is also in it. And he's one of the worst parts of the movie. He's, yeah. He overacts in every single scene. Yeah. It's painful. Um, and he's, he's playing a scientist that's trying to help Howard get back home. Um, but like I said, Jeffrey Jones is also someone that's trying to help him get back home. And then he he's possessed by like an, an alien <laughs> creature. And he goes evil. And Oh, man. Um, but I think what people remember this movie for... 
Well, first of all, back up that too. It's people remembered as a terrible film. Lucas hates it. I don't think he wants his name even associated with it. Um, but people remember it for the weird sex, like kind of scene. I think that's one okay, of the. Well, here's my reaction to it: is that the first third of the movie. It's like two parts. The first third of the movie is the most uncomfortable cinematic experience I've ever had. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Uh, Kelly's laughing. Charles laughing. Howard the Duck is not quite realistic enough to begin with. Okay? Like the effect? The effect of his of his face and face Oh, mask. man, I actually disagree yeah, on I would... that. I think the effect is great. Kelly? I agree, I agree with you, Mark. He's... Kelly's agreeing with me. Okay. It's, it's, it's weird animatronics. It's weird. Now, it's know. not... Okay, so it's not bad for, for this kind of movie, except that it makes the romantic... <sighs> tension feelings between him and leia thompson that's the part really that makes it awkward okay. what what <laughs> really yes so you're like okay if it was a realistic looking duck i'd be totally cool with no, him almost sleeping th- with... it's those two parts just in co- in concert make it a totally uncomfortable you've if seen, it were a duck and okay so you've seen guardians of the galaxy right yes let me also back up this is a marvel character right okay right. so right. um but in guardians of the galaxy they have a little teaser for howard the duck and it's it's a computer generated. Uh-huh. Do you remember this? No, but uh, I know, it's at the very end. Yes, S- yes, Seth I, Green I plays it. him. Do you think that computer generated duck looks better than the animatronic duck? Because I don't. No, no, I don't. It he looks, he looks weird in that little teaser at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He looks very sleazy and like I don't. They they went full cartoon on it, which I don't. Right. I don't know why, but that's not better to me. Okay, but see, I actually, I actually like the animatronic effect. I mean, I think it's, especially for its time, I mean, I think it's really good. Okay, so practical effects aside, we can disagree on that. But at the beginning, okay, the, the opening scene is, is him walking into his house after a long day's work or apartment or whatever it is. And he sits down and there's nothing on TV. So he pulls out a play duck, which is a play on Playboy magazine. And at first, it opens up, and I'm like, did I just see duck nudity? Like, feathers, but also, like, f- like female parts. And and they kind of cut away from, like, okay, maybe I didn't see what I thought I saw. Then he gets ripped from his house through the bathroom <laughs> of a duck in the bath. Completely, She's completely naked. And I'm like, what is happening? This is, this is, this does not, wait, this does not light up any part of my brain that I enjoy being lit up at this point. And so, okay. And then there's all this awkwardness between him and Leah Thompson, which, which I won't say climax, which, which comes to a, you'll say climax and comes. (laughs) Okay, fine. So, but, but then she's like in bed with him and Howard the duck rejects her. And he's like, no, I'm not into that. So I'm like, okay, well that's fine. Except y'all, you had this like 30 minutes of him, like ogling, ogling her and all of this stuff. Okay. So that was the first third of the movie. Can I, well, before we go on, this is the first time you've seen this? Yes. Kelly? Yes. Okay. All okay. right. Go ahead. So then the next two thirds of the movie was a little better because you don't have all that, you know, they kind of clear the air with that and that it's not a romantic entanglement. Uh, and then it becomes this action adventure movie. And I kind of got into it at towards the end. I kind of thought, okay, Howard the duck is a character I can get behind. You know, he's kind of this just snarky, you know, kind of sarcastic duck. Who's, who's just been, you know, dragged out of normal life into, into our world. And when he was kind of flying around Tim Robbins in the in the helicopter thing, and they were like, you know, trying to save each other, I was kind of getting into it then. But this, even the second two thirds, just drags on. I don't know. There's just 
there's nothing I enjoyed about the movie other than maybe Jeffrey Jones's performance. <laughs> but even that was like they just kept doing the same kind of things with him. They they could have cut like about the, half of that. I like yeah, I mean, but his dialogue is so bad because there's the part. The again, my friend Robert and I used to quote quote him on that. He um, even when he's explaining what he is, and he's like, I, I am now someone else. He doesn't even say a name. He says someone else. What is that? <laughs> or when when they're when they're eating breakfast because they take him out to breakfast and he's like, she took my eggs. Like, <laughs> it's like what. David, why did I just hang yeah, out with that's my mother? A, yeah, that's yes. where you reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> what did Laura say? He fled to the Cleve. Oh, yeah. He's in movie. Cleveland, yeah. Which they make fun of Cleveland a lot in this movie. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. I know that your family's from Ohio. Is it oh, near Cleveland? Not, yeah, not from Cleveland, though. They're is it near from, Cleveland, though? It's it's like a small or town Columbus. near, I think, Columbus. Okay, yeah, cool. they're closest to. Anyway, sorry to anybody out there in Cleveland. We didn't write the movie. Cleveland um, rocks. Yeah. Drew Carey says so. Did you guys notice that uh, in the in the front in the uh, right before he gets um, blown to Earth from his duck planet, it's like panning around at all of his fake like duck infused movie posters yeah. that he has on his wall, and one of them was, was a May West. West. Yes, I did. Yeah. Nice. My little chickadee. <laughs> let let me hear some cliche catchphrases that this movie had. I'm a dead duck. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a bad day. Like, these are so deadpan. They're not even clever. <laughs> no more Mr. Nice Duck. <laughs> That's a good one. Like a duck to water. <laughs> yes. Well, like I said, the poster. They also, because this is a Lucas thing, they had a poster for Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it was called Breeders of the Lost Stork. <laughs> I don't understand that. Breeders I don't, of I don't, the... I don't know. I don't either. Yes. But it... The, yeah. Okay. So earlier when I said the sex is what people remember, I was talking about the duck boobs and the leads. I was talking all the things you mentioned. That's what I meant on that. Um, <laughs> the duck boobs. Well, they are. They. That is. I mean, who is this movie for? I don't really think it's for kids. Yeah, for anybody. Like, okay. No. The worst part was when he pulled out when she she was. Uh, he just got to Leia Thompson's. That's a weird part to his stop Leia on. Thompson's house. Okay. And uh, he falls like asleep on her couch, and she like is looking through his wallet, and she pulls out a condom. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh Howard. But aren't they like miniature condoms? Yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't like <laughs> oh, it. It made me feel like I had been sexually assaulted or something, and like, it was that same feeling you have when you like something really terrible's happened to you, and you feel like you need to talk to an adult. But I am an adult, and I didn't like it, Charles. I. I think this is probably for teenagers. I don't know. Yeah, because it's it's too silly to really be for, like, specifically for adults, but it's yeah. too mature to be for kids. I, I would agree. It, it seems like a very teen audience. But uh, I guess uh, maybe we should start queuing up the next thing. The action scene, but the action scene at the end, like, he, I like the claymation major yeah, I think boss Industrial guy. Light that Magic was cool. did it. Uh, but just, he didn't, like, he didn't pull on oh, any hey, of his, Lady St. John's watching. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. It, they, they went and got that kind of, like, MacGuffin laser out of, out of lockup <laughs> that had nothing to do with the plot until yeah. that point. Like, we can use this laser, and anyway. Yeah. All right. All right, well, we're going to move on to our Kelly, do you one. have anything else to add before we transition? Uh, Nope. <laughs> I, I would agree. I, I think it's a decent, ugly pick, but there were some... I don't mean, I mean, I definitely agree with some of the duck boob 
uh, comments <laughs> that you're making, Mark. But uh, <laughs> I, I would watch overall, it again, though. I, yeah, I would. In the right setting, with the right people, with the right. I, I mean, I think it could be fun to watch again. But I'm gonna yeah. have to defend myself on a talking cat. Yeah, it's gonna be but fun. That's a weird sentence in there itself. Um, All right, so, okay, now so, that we've released the quacken, it's time to bring home the bacon and talk about <laughs> oh, Babe God. from 1995. Right, uh, well done. I'm uh, snorting. I'm snorting. It's pretty good. Pretty good, Mark. Uh, right, I'm going to play the trailer for Babe. We're going to uh, Babe it up. When I first came to the boss's farm, it was a whole new world to me. Everyone here seemed to know their place. The boss and his wife, the sheep dogs, the sheep, and all the other animals. Well, almost. We've got to do something about that duck. Now I just have to figure out where I fit in. <laughs> I want my mom. Good heavens. Who are you? Babe. <laughs> there, there. The little pig's a bit low. He's going to sleep with us. But, Mom, he'll wet the bed. <laughs> What are you? You. Pig. What are you? I'm a you. A you. This is the story of a brave soul. Hello, sir. Yeah, oh, there Who was trying to find his destiny. Can I learn how to work the sheep today? Get him up, pig. Remember, you have to dominate them. Bend them to your will. He knew his path would not be easy. I'm not sure if you realize how much the other animals are laughing at you. It's not a duck that thinks it's a rooster. It's a pig that thinks it's a dog. You should accept what he is and be thankful for it. But now he's determined. They're sheep. They're inferior. Oh, no, they're not. To take care of business. All a nice little pig like you need do is ask. His way. Thanks very much. It was very kind of you. A pleasure. What a nice little pig. From Universal Pictures comes the story of Babe. You look like an intelligent, sophisticated, discerning young fella. Who, me? The pig with the gift of gab. La, la, la. Nerves of steel. Get out of here, you, you big buttheads. And a heart. May I call you mom? Of gold. <laughs> Babe. That'll do, Pig. That'll do. Thanks, Micah. Um, all right. So, Babe is... You're bad. Say it's your bad. No, 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 no. Oh. no. You got, man, you got excited. Um, well, that would put a talking cat as my good. There's no way that's happening. Um, um, okay. Anyway, so, uh, for Babe is story of a, a pig. All the animals can talk, and this pig, uh, he... He's really, like, polite. That's a big thing and nice to everyone. And he wants to be a sheepdog. He lives with, with farmer, is it Docket? What's the farmer's Hoggett. name? Hoggett. Hoggett. Um, and he's able to, he's able to, you know, avoid being slaughtered, um, partially because of how intelligent he is. Um, and it's basically about, uh, you know, him with this family and all the talking to the animals. And I said, very, being very polite and being very brave, he's able to kind of change the way this farmer lives his life. Even though the farmer's wife is, thinks the farmer's crazy. And part of it is that he can, he can be a sheepdog and actually get the sheep to do what he wants without having to be aggressive with them because he, he can, he gets their password. He can talk to them. And he, and again, the politeness is the big thing here. And this is my good pick. Um, this is, I think it's the best talking animal movie. Um, 
live action ones. Uh, but I did have a lot that I was thinking about for this. I thought of Dragonheart was another one I really like. I love Planet of the Apes, um, but I wasn't sure if that counted. The Mark Wahlberg one, right? Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg one. Um, I wasn't sure if it was counted. I actually, I love the new Planet of the Apes, too. Um, in fact, the new one's coming out this week, um, the, the new trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. Those are great. Um, uh, Laura mentioned earlier uh, Flipper. Uh, there's just a lot of a lot of good ones, but I, I do think Babe is probably the best one. Um, I just, I love how, I love... First of all, it's a G-rated movie. I love, I love how clean and wholesome and good for the whole family it is. I love the humor. I love the little mice that sing, that and sing and narrate kind of the in-between segments. Um, I love uh, James Cromwell in it. I think it's his best performance. Um, I I just think it's all around a really good feel-good movie. Like you kind of get, you get sucked into it so that by the end, uh, during the show when you're waiting on the the dog to come in and tell babe the password and get the sheep to do what they're gonna you and there's that moment where the audience erupts and there's just that silence right before yeah. and, you're just like, and you know and it just feels really good and i when love all, that when all the sheep are walking silently and yes and row by row and they're doing everything i love perfect. it and, and yeah. uh and then you know it is the famous line about uh that'll be that'll do pig that'll do <laughs> that famous line that'll be i'll take it <laughs> yeah did i screw it up that'll do pig um okay Mark, i agree good okay. movie cool great movie uh i was thinking when you mentioned this, I thought, what could be other good picks for this that might that might work as as the best example? I think this is the best example. Um, I I've like... got to go Homeward Bound. Homeward oh, Bound? Kelly says Homeward Bound, and that is probably I would say it would tie. In fact, I just read The Incredible Journey, that the book it's based off of, like last year. What about That's like Doctor Doolittle book. or something? I mean, do you? I don't even know if those count 100. percent Eddie Murphy. Yeah, well, even the original the ones original. Um, with Rex Harrison. Uh, but I. Uh, I also one other thing I want to say about this movie. I love the effects in it. Like I think the mouth movements they do all, really good. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I guess some of it's animatronic and some it's it's really yeah. good. Like it's believable. It's hard to tell when they switch from animatronic to live to live animals yeah. with whatever yeah, peanut butter is. in the mouth or whatever they do. Yeah, however they did it, it it's really good. Yeah. Um, I never once questioned it. Unlike the other movie we're going to review tonight. <laughs> um, I okay first I want to say something about a previous podcast when I did my first one I like made a comment that I know now realize sounded pretentious because I mentioned I'm like I'm an English major and I read closely and watch movies for detail what I meant by that was like that's what I hope to bring as part of the as the co-host is like maybe a more like critical analysis level and babe is the perfect Christ archetype um because what he did, he comes into this world and completely changes the way people think in this world. Like you said, with politeness, with kindness, with love, you know, and that's what Christ did in a time that was brutal. Uh, you know, it was all these sects warring with each other. And uh, he came in and said, at the, you know, at the time, you know, love your neighbor. That's the, fr-, you know, it's like, that was huge. And so here Babe is, you know, he comes from a humble beginning. Uh, he gets taken away from his parents at birth. Uh, and he. And he's com- a virgin birth too, right? I don't think I mentioned that. <laughs> he was probably, well, never mind. Uh, and so he comes to this world and with kindness uh, conquers, you know, the, the savagery of what the dogs were doing with the sheep and, and it was all anger. And so, you know, I thought that I, like halfway through, cause I was at the time I was like preparing for my new classes this year and thinking about archetypes and stuff like that. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, babe is, you know, just like that. A Christ archetype. 
So there's your. That reminds me of the story of how you and I met, Mark. I don't know if we've talked about that. Oh, have we? Yeah. Because we met at an ag science class at Jay Gillis High School. That's right. And we both were raising a little pig. Yeah. And our pigs fell in love. And of course, Charles and I met through that. And so. Yeah, my my pig's name was Porkins. I named it after the Star Wars character. And my name's. My pig's name was also Porkins. I named it after the Star Wars character. It's a weird coincidence, (laughs) but it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, And of course, Porkins dies in Star Wars. Yeah. uh, Which is sad. And and we ate our pigs. This is before I was a vegetarian, of course. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's actually the reason I became a vegetarian. I don't know. Um. Poor Porkins. I, I love Babe for all the reasons you're mentioning. I mean, I love that that it's, um, you know, uplifting the qualities of kindness and politeness and just treating other people how you'd want to be treated. I mean, uh, I love his relationship with Fly is so cute. And, yeah. Um, even with the, with the sheep as well. Like he's just, I mean, this, this movie hits you in the feels. I, I don't understand. I, I don't know anybody who could watch this movie and be like, meh, (laughs) you know, like I remember when it came out, I mean, I was a little kid obviously, but even watching it as an adult, it, it holds up. It has that same gut punch factor of just making you feel so good. And I like what it represents. I completely agree, except when I, I when I first watched this movie, I was very young and that's how I felt about it, that it was this, you know, it was this very emotional experience. When I went back and watched it this time, it didn't capture my heart as quickly as I had expected it to. It took a while for me to get into it again and, and start rooting for Babe. And I don't know why, but maybe just because I'm an adult and I'm now callous and, and pessimistic about <laughs> the world and I've seen things. I view it the same as I've always viewed it. Yeah. It's amazing. I do think it was a little cheesy that he had hair. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I were talking about that. She, Kelly mentioned the hair that was kind of cheesy, and we're like, "Did they just, did they just like glue stick on a tuft of hair from?" from I didn't from, mind that. It, from yeah, Hobby it Lobby gives him character. Like, it gives him yeah, character. It's kind of scruffy. Uh, and uh, Charles mentioned that it was like wholesome. There are some kind of brutal parts in it because I was watching with my three-year-old daughter. And uh, there was the part where the sheep gets killed by one of the other dogs, mm. one of the one of the the neighboring, I guess they're poachers or not poachers, yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, rustlers. And and they like they bring the dead sheep home, and for some reason he the farmer thinks farmer uh, Hoggett thinks that Babe killed it, that he like got the bloodlust or well, something. Well, because he had blood on his it. nose, yeah. right? Yeah. Even that, even so, that was weird. I totally agree. Yeah. Like, how could he possibly have killed it? I don't. But, but, blood on his nose, but so. they showed they showed the sheep coming up and it like had blood on its neck and it was just hanging dead off of the trailer and they like it like pulled it right up to the camera and showed this dead sheep. My daughter was like, "What's wrong with the sheep? Like he's just <laughs> sleeping, dear. He had ketchup on his Chick Fil A chicken nuggets." And, <laughs> and by the way, those chicken nuggets are made from those chickens we just saw on the farm. Uh, but anyway, more reasons so, why I'm a vegetarian. Uh, I just had veggie nuggets actually. <laughs> they're Truly, good. They're, they're delicious. Buffalo, they're, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like them. So uh, I guess we're going to move on to our next one. Yeah, well, we're going to go from a pig that looks scruffy to a cat named Duffy. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Am I right? Huh? Well, come on. well played. Hey, Charles suggested I come with pre-prepared transitions. Yeah, and I actually forgot I mentioned that to you, so these are a nice surprise. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to play the trailer for a talking cat. Is that a cat? Four paws, kind of furry, yep. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
Did we get a cat? No. Why? Oh, I did see a cat, that one. What does it say? Duffy. Yeah? But there's no address. So, Duffy, what should I do? Wow. You have a really nice house. I like cats. Yeah, he's cool, I guess. Me and my dad were actually thinking about getting a cat. New day to start over. Bill 2.0. You can talk? But only once? I don't make the rules, Phil. There's a cat in here. I know there's a cat in here. It was just talking to me. A talking cat? That's just stupid. That's the best you could come up with. I'm a talking cat. But I can only talk to a person once. I look like something that the cat dragged in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it! Keep loose. Don't fight against the water. I like you taking things seriously. But you don't have to all the time with me. You both talked to a cat, didn't you? And the cat talked back, didn't it? That's weird. Okay. <laughs> this has got to be your ugly, Charles. No, this because... is because I would never watch this movie again. This was so bad. I would rather watch this again than Howard the Duck. Kelly? <laughs> It's 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 a fine line, but I'm gonna have to say it's bad. Yeah, it was pretty darn bad. Could they have picked a father and son who looked less alike? <laughs> okay, this is a really uh, complex synopsis. Are you gonna read it? Yeah, go ahead. A sassy feline helps a family resolve its problems. <laughs> Succinct. There the cat. Okay, so in this movie, which is the most recent, by the way, and has the worst effects out of all three. <laughs> True. But um, it. It stars a cat that can only speak to each person one time. And after that time is done, it can't ever speak to you again. So it's got to be really important and profound when it talks to you. Now, And usually is. Yes, not. In the movie. Yeah, not. <laughs> um, and so basically, he's going around from like person to person, I guess, trying to improve their lives and give them the advice they need. Um, but the, <laughs> the cat is voiced by Eric Roberts. Um, and that's Julia Roberts' brother. Um, I guess Mark was telling me that you didn't know he was a... I didn't... Okay, so he told me that fun fact. And I thought, okay, he must just be a layman, not an actor. And uh, they just got him to do it because he has a famous sister. Because it's such a low-budget film and so low production value. And then I realized, no, this guy's... Like, an, he was in Batman... Uh, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is one of the, Mal the Balcony uh, uh, crime bosses. I'm like... Oh, that's him. I know him. He's in he's a famous actor and he's yeah. doing this voice of this cat. But it's they they invited they he made them come into his house and do it in his living room, right? With whatever equipment they had. I think so. Had. Uh, you could the recording is bad and the and his <laughs> performance is insane. Like it it's so like monotonous. Like he even says like uh, he's real sarcastic and snarky, but it's like monotonous. It's really flat. The dialogue is like sarcastic, but the performance is wooden. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> What is, it? is it? What does he say? Oh, go ahead, Kelly. I love the like cat eating sounds that he does. Where he's I was like, telling yum, Charles yum, that. Yum, 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 I was yum. telling Charles that's the best part is that he, when he's eating cat, he's like, nom, 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 nom. And, and, <laughs> when, and I'm picturing Eric Roberts like, 
like Hollywood star, like in his living room, going nom 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 nom. I'm eating cats. I'm how does a cat sound? I'm eating cats. Uh, I'm eating cat food. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's so method bad. acting and but getting he's, into the he's mindset like, of a cat like, eating cat food. It's like I don't make the rules. Thank you, Micah. He says I defend Eric Roberts like that guy. Yeah, we like. Okay, him. what was the what was the werewolf movie that we watched? That he oh, uh, Wolves of Wolves Wall Street. Of Wall yeah, Street. he was the star of that. He was that oh, really yeah. nice. <laughs> did y'all do that for the the? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we did it. It was a few episodes back for Halloween, I think. Oh, okay. Um, my okay. Now my defense of this being an ugly movie is that about halfway through, I realized if this were a true story. If there was a cat, think about the personality of a cat. And if he were to have this power and to affect people's lives, he would do it in this like monotone deadpan way. Like I'm a talking cat. I'll help you, but I'm not going to like it. And like, he just is, he just is walking around, giving people advice, read your blinking machine. Wait, So you're saying this is accurate. <laughs> this is good. I really halfway through something about this movie wormed its way into my brain. Are you and serious? Made, I'm not, I'm not joking. And some of the writing is really good. Like, okay, so there's this, there's the son character who likes this girl, but he can't act on it. Like, he he won't go swimming with her because he doesn't really know how to swim, and he won't, uh, you know, he won't flirt back with her. And they're talking about the play Hamlet, and she says it's about a guy who can't take action, and like, so she, she works that in. That's a major theme of Hamlet, and I'm like, that's that's really good writing. So really, is I, it okay? There's a movie with Kevin, I forget what it's called, Kevin Spacey and Christopher Walken where Kevin Spacey gets turned into a talking cat, right? Yeah, that's a um, recent one. It's for, Yeah. I haven't, I didn't watch that one. Actually. I haven't seen it, but uh, but it looks horrible. And I feel like if they pumped money into this concept, it could be a good movie. Like, I don't know. I don't know. The, there are two families and he like connects the two families and all the plot lines come together. And it's not well written and it's not well done. But I think the only major weakness of this movie is the production value. Like you can <laughs> and like the acting. The acting was was yes. the script. Okay, those two. But everything you see in that, here is aside, terrible. <laughs> only the things you see in here are terrible. <laughs> but the rest is great. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I like, love what, I love where the mom is like. You can't go to business school. You're too smart. Like, <laughs> that confused me. That did confuse me. No, yeah, yeah. But I was gonna. Were, were you done? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, just that whole plot line with the mom and and the like. I guess she was supposed to be a precocious 17 year old business genius, but she was like, "Believe me, mom, it's okay." Like when her investor luncheon goes awry, and she's like, "Mom, I know business." And you're going to be fine. I'm like, really? Do you know business? Because you're 17 and you're a huge pain in the butt. <laughs> Man. Wow. Okay. Kelly did not like that. That's how I feel movie. about that. Um, uh, I was going to say, one other thing, too, that um, it's funny that his shirt that he wears, because, okay, first of all, back up. This is a pretty clean movie. I don't really, there's nothing mm-hmm. really, but his shirt that he wears has an F-bomb in Spanish, though. Like, it's. Yeah. So I was, but, I, and I did I. I was I didn't know if it was a band or what the shirt represented, but it's just funny that, you know, they even show that they shirt in the trailer. Yeah, well, they even show that in the trailer that it's like That's funny. it's an f bomb. So, anyway, but I think if I think the concept is sound, 
Can I say that at least? Can well, we agree on the, that? But the Kevin Spacey movie that obviously had. Well, but that, that wasn't the same concept. That was like complete. That was like a Freaky Friday. Get the cat and Kevin Spacey get switched. But have you seen in? Um, I think that movie's called Nine Lives. By the way, the one you're thinking about. Mm, yeah. But have you seen? Um, uh, oh gosh, uh, Cat's Eye from the '80s. No. So yeah. the cat can't talk, but it's the same kind of. It's a Stephen King thing. It's like a Stephen King anthology mm. movie, and like the cat is going from like one vignette to the next no um anyway. this is better though i'm sure yeah i'm sure you should actually that's a pretty good movie though you should check it out i think i will thanks Strauss. i thought i thought you could tell somebody had put some heart into this movie at least into the script but not on howard the duck oh come on i can't i can't <laughs> believe you're putting this movie over that one that just i'm not saying it i'm not saying it's better in every regard but i would rather watch this I, I texted y'all that I was laughing out loud at the beginning because it's like this it's like this pleasant scene in the forest in the wooded area and then Duffy comes on and and it's like you can tell he's recorded in a studio is like I'm Duffy the cat and I like, <laughs> join the cat walking <laughs> and I don't know it's just funny it's it's funny to how, me how long did it take you to watch it because you you said you had to do it like yeah, multiple yeah but it, that's like that's what I was saying it eventually it, it hooked me. I don't know. I'm not. I'm honestly not playing devil's advocate here. Okay. Because just watching, like, and knowing Eric Roberts is doing this voice of this cat, and that it's just this sarcastic cat going around helping right. people's lives, and he calls computers blinking machines, and yeah, I didn't understand that me. either. Like, what? He's what? He's like has these supernatural wisdom, and yet he doesn't know what a computer is called. Yeah. The worst part, I will say. Oh, the worst one. Huh? The worst part is the. The way they made the cat look injured, because, spoiler, for all those who are going to run out and watch this, he gets hit by a car at the end, which kind of came out of nowhere, too. They, they showed the car once, and yeah. he, he gets hit by a they car later. They did foreshadow it. And so the way they make him look injured is, the cat is leisurely lying on the bed, and they've draped some gauze over his head, and it's not even tied tight, it's just <laughs> draped over, and the cat's just kind of moving it like a normal, hurt. tired cat does. Uh, <laughs> I, okay. All right. They make it. They make it seem like when he gets hit by the car that he's on death's door, and and like the, the kids are like swimming in the pool, and the dad's like, "Oh, it doesn't look good." And so they go over to the house, and, and like Mark said, he's just like laying casually on the bed with the gauze draped over him. And he Could, looks couldn't totally it's like a toy? It's like this a, is the Jesus metaphor, right? Over this baby. is the perfect Christ archetype, <laughs> yes, Charles. Uh, <laughs> Could it not be? I don't know. It's. It's one of those movies that it's one of those ugly. For me, it's ugly because it's so bad. It's funny to watch, and I would watch it again because it's so bad. Uh, but I I can see why y'all think it. Why y'all think it's a bad movie? I really thought it might be your ugly because you like to do. You like to. You know, to think you know, outside be honest, the box. Initially, it was going to be. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. High five now. No, no. Elbow boat. No, because uh, because cyber like, high five. Because of the way we redefined. Um, how we do our picks right like i couldn't say i would ever want to watch it again i used to define it as ugly was like so bad how in the heck did this get made yeah but um anyway so because of that like so it kind of changed the way we did it bad is now bad so santa claus is back in my bad well i don't know because i still watch santa claus all the time i don't know which we talked about last time thinks killing i don't know thinks killing would have probably been my ugly pick if i had gone with that one I was about to ask if you wanted to talk about yeah so you know because uh, uh, we mentioned things killing out there that's the one that starts a talking turkey a, a native, talking a, turkey a native american talking turkey because yeah. he kills 
Yeah. He kills uh, white people, right? Isn't that what his whole thing yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> Kill Whitey. You know, you know that whole uh, that whole cliche. <laughs> the, t- the killer turkey. <laughs> the Native American killer turkey. Yeah, that whole shtick yeah. that you see all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it. I might or might not write a review for 31 Days of Horror for Thanksgiving. But I don't know if I could decide if it's bad or ugly. I think it really... I think it's got one clawed foot on one side and one clawed killer foot on the other because it's one of those movies that I've watched a lot, but I feel like my life, I wasted completely those hours I've watched it and (laughs) that they've gone down a black hole that I'll never see again. Laura says, why do all these movies have animals get hurt? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Howard doesn't really get hurt, does he? He, his heart gets broken. Well, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I, I can't and i don't know anyway yeah you're right though i don't like i don't like seeing animals get hurt and all that on screen either but no anthropomorphic ducks were harmed in the making of this movie but and, and thanks killing though i mean he and i wouldn't <laughs> say he's racist he's like isn't he he was like raised he's a spirit animal kind of thing right yeah because i know he he lives in a teepee mm-hmm. and you can only kill yeah. him is it during thanksgiving yes i think you can only kill him he gives he makes like salad in his TP and you can only anyway it's that's, a whole, that's a whole other thing um okay so um I guess we're gonna move on to our next um our well not move on to it we're gonna announce our next episode which I don't know if we're gonna do live given all the things we had go we'll wrong with iron this one, all but, this out we'll yeah. do it live don't worry guys we'll do it live um uh, Mark's picks okay now my genre is it's kind of long it's uh, modern box office comedies. Okay. Let me do that again. It's kind of long. It's modern box office comedies. He so, thinks I'm going to edit this later. That's, know, that's actually that's going funny. in there. Okay. So uh, what I'm saying is any comedy since 1990, and I picked 90 because I feel like that's kind of tr- the transition period between the classic, like Steve Martin and all of those guys from SNL, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, uh, and then the new kind of are for millennials, the, the comedies we grew up with. Uh, so my picks are Tommy Boy, 1995, Little Nicky, 2000, starring Adam Sandler, <laughs> and Land of the Lost, 2009, starring Will Ferrell and uh, what's his name? Okay. Danny McBride. Danny McBride, yeah. What? Did I just blow your mind? Oh, hey, Dr. Mike. Hey. hey. And yeah. we're gone. <laughs> uh, we're about yeah. to wrap up, Phil. <laughs> true story um uh no you didn't blow my mind it's just that i can't imagine any of those as a good pick so really yeah so (laughs) not land of the lost or tommy boy Uh, or little nicky i I mean well okay maybe but we're gonna have maybe but but i feel like there are so many more comedies since 1990 that are better yeah you can agree you can have that opinion okay all right. Yeah, we'll talk about You're it allowed to. next You're allowed time to, on Charles. the good, the bad, and the podcast. And uh, we'll be doing. We still have what episode? What's the next episode on uh, Bond? Uh, we have we not just... yet posted. We just posted Doctor No yeah. and Kelly. Help Goldfinger. me out. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Goldfinger's yeah. next. Yeah, Goldfinger's <laughs> next, and then for your eyes only. Yeah. Okay. So okay. yeah. Cool. Cool. Um. And and like Mark mentioned earlier we're gonna be doing 31 days of horror in october so you got a little bit of time but yeah. um yeah 
And Thanks Killing is on that list, I think. It is. Maybe. I sure hope so, because yeah. I've already written the review. Yeah, well, yeah, we are we are getting a, <laughs> a little, little bit of a head scenes. start on it. Um, uh, oh, cool. Right. Thanks, Micah. Micah says the Dr. No episode was great. All right, so do we want to wrap it up? Anything else to mention? <laughs> Either or. I don't think so. I, <laughs> I don't even remember how I screwed it up last time. I don't. I no, just remember, you didn't. I did. No, I did too. We all oh, okay. did. I think we all. I did. think Kelly did too. Yeah, we all messed it up. We're all screw ups. All right, you can check us out at itsjustaustin.com or on <laughs> Apple iTunes podcast at. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> Twitter good bad podcast, and yeah, we are on iTunes. Um, search for search, I don't know if you search for good bad podcast or it's just awesome <laughs> on iTunes what do you search, you search for good bad podcast one word on iTunes um, <laughs> we always sound stoned by the end of an episode but we are we're actually pumping it in no we're not because I'm not that same guy that could potentially have students later on that I could get in trouble for this Charles oh, you could t- Dr. Green we're talking about duck boobs and everything else what are you talking about <laughs> alright you, you you said oh whatever okay yes we always sound stoned by the end of an episode do you know how hard it was to even get this uh high on espresso that's true we're not plugging espresso though i'm sorry but yes um it was hard to even get this live thing happening yeah this is yeah we'll iron out the details sometime we'll make it work next time yeah um so you can check us out at itsjustawesome.com or on iTunes at Good Bad Podcast. And Twitter at Good Bad Podcast. And we'd like to thank all of our viewers for watching us live. Toby, Dr. Yeah. Mike, Micah, Laura, Kelly. Did I miss anybody? Nope. <laughs> all people we know. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, Susan in New York is on. Oh, and hey. Oh my goodness. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey Jess. Another person <laughs> just joined. Oh, and Lydia too. Lydia was here. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Lydia. Uh, Do we know Jess? Yes, I, I know oh, her. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's another person I know, but hey, <laughs> thanks for joining us. All right. Well, I think that's good. So, um, ready to wrap it up? Yeah. All right. You can check us out. <laughs> I didn't mean to repeat it. I just, oh, okay. I just meant... Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>